At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And we've got a tremendous hour number two coming up as in 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by professional better Steve Fatstiano. He is going to be chatting with us a little bit about what he's been finding in terms of a season-long closing line value sort of experiment that he's putting together. He's been doing this mostly for college football, so we're going to be talking about that. Also going to be just talking a little bit of shop, betting philosophy, some of the things that newer bettors might want to avoid slash take a look at in terms of the spear as well. So we're going to have a great time with our good friend Fats in about 15 or so minutes. And in the meantime, we've got to get you guys some plays for this Wednesday. It is mostly baseball that is going to be going down for the next few Tuesdays and Wednesdays until we get to college basketball season. And trust me, I am fired up for college basketball season. But with that said, I'm also fired up for some great baseball action. And let's go to my DK and Asia pick as we're up to five in a row. I'm knocking on whatever the heck this microphone sits on. I believe that is marble to keep it going, but we're going to be going with this Tampa Bay Rays and Cleveland Guardians game. This is 915-916 on the betting board with the Rays. Tyler Glasnow is going to be getting the start for them, and Tristan McKenzie is on the bump for Cleveland, and Cleveland between a minus 120 to a minus 125 favorite. You're getting anywhere between plus 105 and plus 150, or, yep, Plus 105 to plus 115 on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, the dog. Cleveland, the favorite. And total on this game, it is 6.5. And who I'm backing here is the favorite of the Cleveland Guardians. I made them more around a minus 138 to a minus 140 favorite. And 
the big thing that has me just off of the Tampa Bay Rays is that this is the season debut of Tyler Glasnow, and Tyler Glasnow at his full forces, if I was getting plus money on him, I'd be feeling good. The problem is, with Tyler Glasnow, he is going to be making his first start since the middle of June of last year, and with Tyler Glasnow, I'm not sure about you, but I'm not expecting too much out of him. I mean, you take a look at the name Tyler Glasso, and I think that this is a trap that a lot of people are going to be falling into. They're like, oh, this is a guy that was so dominant for the Tampa Bay Rays in 2020. Mr. like 100 million billion strikeouts. Hard to get a lot of strikeouts when you pitched, and I took a look at the minor league numbers. Seven innings across four starts. That is his rehab. He made four appearances, and he pitched seven innings. That is not too great, and with Tyler Glasso, I mean, he looked solid in those seven innings. He was able to get 14 strikeouts in them, so I mean, credit where credit is due. He only gave up one run, and I mean, could he go out, give three, maybe four good innings? Sure, but he's not going to be able to deliver a lot of length for a Tampa Bay Rays team that I do recognize they do a tremendous job with their bullpen, but for the Tampa Bay Rays, they had to get seven innings out of the bullpen on Tuesday as well because Corey Kluber did not deliver a lot of length for them. So that's a bit of an issue as well. I just take a look down the line at this team, and you know what? There's just not a lot of redeeming qualities whatsoever with regards to backing someone like a Tyler Glasnow in this circumstance because I tried to see, was it a case in which he went like 1-1-1 one, 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 and then he went out for like four or five innings, anything like that? Nope. Longest he's went is two and two-thirds innings. He has not gotten his pitch count really above, I would say, 45. Actually, it's 46 was his most pitches in a single start. So for Tyler Glasgow, this is probably going to be like to use a baseball term here, or to use a football term here, three and out. And with the Tampa Bay Rays, they also have a team of which you've got two guys with more than 12 home runs on this team. That'd be Randy Rosarena and Isaac Paredes. And for Paredes, He's only been aiming about a 220. You've got a few guys like Tyler Walls and company that they need to do a better job of moving the line now. They've got Harold Ramirez hitting above a 3 and then with Arosa Reina throwing their Wander Franco. They're aiming between about a 272 and 275, but the Rays are currently also dealing with an injury to Yandy Diaz. He was providing a 400 on base. That's one of their best hitters. And for the Cleveland Guardians, not a team that's going to be lighting the world on fire with regards to the deep ball, but you've got... Five different guys bearing at least a 275 for this team. And Oscar Gonzalez, Steven Kwan, Amid Rosario, Jose Ramirez, and then Andres Jimenez. And then on top of that, you're able to throw in there one other guy. I excluded him because the sample size is really small. But Will Brennan, who has come up from the minor leagues, he's been able to do a solid job of moving the line. He's a good prospect for this team that is starting to get some at-bats. Now with the Cleveland Guardians, they're in the bottom three in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. You've got Josh Naylor and Amenas between 17 and 19 home runs apiece. And then Ramirez, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, he has just been amazing for the team all season long. 28 bombs, 119 RBI. But for the Rays, even though they are so good with their bullpen, it's not quite as good as that of the Cleveland Guardians for one. And for two, I mentioned it, they are a little bit spent in terms of bullpen. You still have Jason Adam, Pete Fairbanks. They're able to provide a sub-2 ERA. Colin Pooch has not necessarily been so great for this team, but Brooks Raley has been solid. But you take a look at this Cleveland Guardians bullpen. They are number one in the big leagues in terms of ERA since the All-Star break. And it's not like they're just scraping by to be able to be number one. They've got a 230 bullpen ERA post-All-Star break. The next best team in the American League, the Astros with a 297. They are 0.67 points clear of every other team in the big leagues. 
with that aspect. Emmanuel Class A, James Karinchek. They have an amazing eighth and ninth inning pieces, but on top of that, Sam Entages, or Sam Entages, along with Aniel de los Santos, they're able to throw in their Nick Samlin, Trevor Steven, all providing a sub 3 2 ERA. So these guys have been able to do an amazing job themselves. I think that you've got very good value in terms of Tristan McKenzie in this spot, a guy that at home has been very good at containing the deep ball. He's honestly given up a few home runs on the road, but for Tristan McKenzie, he deserves much better than the record would indicate because right now Tristan McKenzie is just 11 and 11, but he's provided a 304 ERA. This falls more like a 270 when he's at home. And for Tristan McKenzie, what he's really worked on this season, the walks last year, 4.4 walks per nine innings. This year, it's down to 2.1. McKenzie's still doing a good job of getting swings and misses. Nine strikeouts per nine innings. He's allowed three runs or fewer in each out of his last nine starts. And since the beginning of the month of July, so a 15 start sample size, a 225 ERA. He has been magnificent for this Cleveland Guardians bullpen. He's going up against a team that doesn't necessarily do the world's greatest job of being able to crank out the deep ball. So it's a circumstance where I am going to be taking a look at the Cleveland Guardians. I have them as my write-up. I also do think that 6.5 is just too low in this circumstance. I like Tristan McKenzie as a starter, but even he, I think, could give up two to three runs in this spot. And the Tampa Bay Rays, you're probably looking at a long night for a bullpen that had to be used up for seven innings on Tuesday. So going to be taking a look at the over semi-total, more like a 7.2. When it comes to games that have been going over recently, how about if we take a look at the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox? This is 921-922 on the betting board. Rich Hill is going to be going for the homestanding Boston Red Sox, and Dean Kramer is going to be going for Baltimore. Nine is the total, and with this game, it's a little bit closer to a pick with Boston, finding them as good as a minus 103, as bad as minus 115 for the Orioles, as good as even money, as bad as minus 107 on them. And when it comes to Baltimore Orioles, I do think that they should be the favorite in this circumstance, and I'm taking a look at the over because the first two games of the series... I, outscored Sunday night football. You saw a 13-9 game here on Tuesday. On Monday, this was a game that had landed 14-8. So you've gotten 22 runs in each of the first two games of the series. Meanwhile, Sunday night football, you had a grand total of 21 points, which I just find that to be absolutely hilarious. But I do think that the pitching is probably not going to give up 22 runs. But I give the edge to the Baltimore Orioles just because they've got the better bullpen. With the Boston Red Sox. Dead last in terms of bullpen ERA since the All-Star break. As you've got Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes thrown there as well. Caleb Ort, all guys posting up north of five ERA. And Jacob Germany. He had a appearance on Monday that he gave up two runs in an inning. In, and it dropped his ERA. And I'm not even kidding here. From 45 to 31 and a half. That's how bad it's going for this Boston Red Sox team. He's got a 559 post-All-Star break ERA. And then... For the Baltimore Orioles, you've got Anthony Santander, who's been able to slug out 33 home runs. Adelie Rushman has been able to do a good job of moving the line. Is he, Anthony, or he, Santander, you're able to throw in there. Ramon Urias as well. Austin Hayes. These are all guys hitting between about a 245 to 255. And then Cedric Mullins does a good job moving the line, hitting a 260. Gunnar Henderson, who they called up from the minor leagues. He's been able to provide a few home runs. He's hitting about a 275. And for Boston. They've got a formidable lineup as well as Rafael Devers, north of 25 home runs. He's hitting about a 290. They have a deal with an injury to Christian Royo, and he's been one of the better guys at moving the line for the team. You do have Rob Revsider, who's been able to supply about a 300 batting average as well, but he's been in and out of the fold all season long as well. J.D. David, J.D. Martinez, plus all-star break. He's been posting up a sub-225 ERA. You do have some of your albatrosses like 
Christian Wong, Kike Hernandez, Bobby Dahlbeck hitting a 225 or lower towards the bottom of the fold. And for the Boston Red Sox, a guy in Rich Hill that just has not been good at home. Honestly, Rich Hill has been an okay pitcher when he's been on the road, but also keep in mind that Rich Hill, he is the oldest starting pitcher in the big leagues at 42 years old. And it's home ERA, it's hovering right in the neighborhood about a 5'8". Meanwhile, on the road, he's actually been halfway decent on the road. We're supplying more like a 393 ERA, and it's not necessarily the deep ball that is absolutely killing him. About 1.35 home runs per nine innings when he is at home. But for Dean Kramer, he's been probably a little bit lucky this year himself. Opponents are hitting about a 280 off of him on the road, and yet he's given up less than a home run per nine innings. He's been able to do a good job with the command, giving up about 2.3 walks per nine innings, but he's backed up by the significantly better bullpen. I do recognize that the Orioles bullpen has been having a little bit of a fall off recently with especially Keegan Aiken along with another guy in Joy Crebio, who's had his trials and tribulations recently, but CNL Perez, Dylan Tate, Felix Batista, all these guys may have been able to supply a sub three ERA for the entirety of the season. And for Baltimore, going into the series, they were a top eight bullpen in terms of ERA for the entirety of the season. I do think that they're going to be able to reverse course a little bit. I think that Kramer and Rich Hill are both going to give up runs, but I do not have any faith in this Red Sox bullpen whatsoever. I'm going to take the over once again in this one. And when it comes to the Baltimore Orioles, felt like they should have been the favorite. So taking them as more around a pick slash a very, very small plus money underdog. And coming up next, we're going to be looking for some value and looking for valuable information as professional better Steve Fatsiano is going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about closing line value and so much more here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Snack Time meets Game Time with the Frito-Lay Snacks and Snaps series. Join six free-to-play fantasy football contests and draft the best lineup to fight for your share of $120,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Frito-Lay now to get in on the action. Frito-Lay, food for the fun of it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by a man that most of you guys know best as Fats, as it is Steve Diano. His nickname is Fats, as he has been in the industry for a very long time, a very, very good and professional better. And Steve, it is great to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be back. It is great to have you aboard. And I know that something that you've been doing this year is something that you call the CLV Challenge, which that simply stands for Closing Line Value. And I know that you've been taking a look at this for college football. Take the people through a little bit of what you've been doing with this, because I know that this has been more for college football and what the results have been to this point. Okay, well, I've started out with the premise. I've, I've been saying that as long as you have closing line value, it doesn't really matter how well you're handicapping the games. Obviously, if you're handicapping the games well, you should end up with, with closing line value by the time you make your bets and the game's closed. But the bottom line is, even if you're not handicapping the games that well, if you can beat the closing line by at least a point, that should be enough to win. So what I did was I picked every week, I picked 20 games at random with a random number generator that generates 20 teams off the schedule for Saturday. And theory is, or my theory is that if the number matters 5% of the time, you're going to win with CLV. So I assign a value of one point better than the closing line at Circa on whichever the, on the 20 games. So when they, when they kick off, whatever the closing line is at Circa, 
they're assigned one point better for the purpose of evaluating whether they won or lost. And the theory was that if only one out of 20 were to fall on the number each week, that would be enough to make the difference uh, between winning and losing. Um, so the assumption is you would go 10 and 10, and if one game fell on the number, that would either make you, um, if the, the length game landed on the number, then you would go from 10, 9, and 1 to 11 and 9, or if the game was on a half a point, then you could go from um, 11, 9 and 11 to 11 and 9, you could flip the flip the game. So either way, you'll be either 11, uh, you'll either be 10, 9, and 1, or you'll be 11 and 9 if one game falls and you went 50. So the results so far have been week one, the actual picks out of a hat went 10, 9, and 1, but we had one game fall directly on the number, and so that made us 11 and 9. The second week, the picks out of a hat went 9 and 11, but one game, the line was 12 and a half. We moved it to 11 and a half and one by 12. So that flipped us from 9 and 11 to 10 and 10. And then last week was a little bit of an anomaly. The random number generator was on fire last week, <laughs> and the games went 14, 5, and 1. And the one game that was a tie ended up becoming a winner, making us 15 and 5. So, you know, the fact that they went 14 and 5, they could have gone 5 and 14. But each week, one game, the numbers made the difference. And the difference is right now, instead of being, uh, well, with the big win, you're 30 without the, um, without the extra point. You'd be 33, 25, and 2, which is 56.9%. But with the extra point, that increased to 60%. You'd be 36 wins and 24. So that's an extra uh, almost 3 to 4%. And that's the difference between winning and losing. Because if you'd be 50 50 and you pick up 3%, you're now going to be above 52.4%, which is all you need to. To be a winner so that's the uh nutshell of the uh of the clv challenge and how it's going so far and i do think that that is so interesting because if you do have like you said if you make 40 picks you go 20 and 20 on those that'd be 50 percent. but you have that one flipper rooney you're able to just have two games that fall on the number you're able to take those we're not even gonna call them call them losses that turn to wins, but wins that turn to pushes, that takes you from 20 and 20 to 2018 and two. That all of a sudden takes you from losing a little bit of juice to being in a very, very, very small profit because as you mentioned, 52.38%. So I do think that that is very important to point out. And obviously this will be on minus 110 and minus 110 only. And if you do have the increase in juice, which we are seeing a little bit more, I do think that that is something that is very important because I know that you're talking about closing line value when it comes to just the spread in general, when it comes to most notably football. But I think that this is also very important to something that we're going to be seeing a lot of within the next month. We're going to see a lot of people jumping into baseball, the hockey season that is starting up as well. And I do think that closing line value is still really important in these sports as well. And 
to just the casual better. It's like, oh, all you need to do is you need to pick the winner. And as we know, there are some lines that are chalkier than others. We're seeing these minus $3 favorites popping up in baseball. But in your opinion, just how big is it to pick up like, we're going to call it five to 10 cents of value with regards to like a baseball slash hockey game? Because I still think that even though it's just picking the winning slash losing team when it comes to money line, it's just all about long-term value in these I call them grinder sports, and I still think that it's just so important to be taking a look at these money line sports and just really gauging the number itself because it's pretty much implied probabilities. Well, those extra pennies you get, what invariably happens is, you know, when you know, let's say the the market price is minus a dollar twenty, and you're only getting minus a dollar fifteen, or maybe you're getting a minus a dollar twelve. Well, every time you win that comes out the same, but every time you lose, you're losing eight cents less. Um, by the same token, if you, you know, if you uh, were betting a dog and you took that had taken plus a dollar twenty, which was the market, maybe you got plus a quarter or plus a dollar twenty-seven. You're going to get an extra five or seven cents there every time you win. So each time that that money, that money just adds up and adds up and adds up. It'd be like, I think there was a an old Superman, um, uh, one of the Superman uh, movies where I think Lex Luthor had a program that would take a bank and it would take all the extra like fractions of a penny um, that got rounded out of an account and it used to stick them all in one account. And he was making millions because those pennies add up and it's the same that's the same principle you're you're just taking all those extra pennies they're they're all going to add up you might not feel like you see it physically but they're they're in your figure and they're in your math or in your bottom line bankroll um, from day to day and i do think that that is so important just being able to take a look at the small little bit of value there you're able to get on those and also with Moneyline Sports as well, I know that's something that you discuss on a little bit of a interview that you had with the first episode of 90 Degrees is taking a look at being able to middle as well because, I mean, it's not typical that you find something like this, but you can see a money line where it starts out like minus 110, minus 105 both ways in a baseball game. You have a big flipper Rooney to where you now have a big underdog because the team comes in and you're able to make money by being able to bet the middle just Without the game even being played or having being started in general, you're already finding yourself in a profit. And I do think that this is something that is always unique as well. And then being able to, even if you want to go a little bit further and bet in-game, you're able to find great value in that as well. Well, the only thing I caution people on on those things is that each, when you play a quote middle, that each side of the middle you bet should be a type of a bet that in and of itself you would bet regardless. So you have to have value on both sides because if you have value on just one side, like let's say you lay a dollar five and then you take back plus a dollar fifteen, but a minus a dollar five is everywhere, you can still do that. Well the value is in the plus a dollar fifteen. There's no value in the minus of five. Now you have a free scalp and a, a free shot to make money but you're really giving money away with the dollar five side, you'd be better off just being on the plus a dollar fifteen side. And I do think that Yep, and when it comes to being able to middle games as well, obviously it's much more popular when it comes to 
spreads where you get like a game that starts out at laying minus six half. You're able to get a seven half on the other side. So you're getting plus seven half. You're getting minus six half game line seven. That's always a popular way to look at that as well and being able to hit both of those. But something else that we've got to be hitting upon is just ways that many of the professionals get down money and sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult with what we've been seeing recently and we're going to be hitting upon that with legendary better Steve Fatsiano here on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vsin, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook as Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Place them up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance, which is offered every Sunday. All season long, you're able to build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet of up to $25. We draw on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, and you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN Esports Bank Network, and we're being rejoined by legendary better Steve Fatsiano. You're able to follow him on Twitter at real underscore fats. And I know that's something that you've been talking about here in recent weeks, and I know that this has been something that you've been talking about for a long time, is what is truly responsible gaming? Because I know that there have been many people trying to put it in many different ways, and there are oftentimes some places that they don't necessarily practice what they preach. Take me through what you think it should mean, and uh, some places have just not necessarily been living up to that name. All right, well, first of all, let me let me start out with, you see on Twitter all the time, the American Gaming Association, their president, Bill Miller, uh, Kate, Kate DeBaum, um, people like that, they constantly talk about how they are promoting responsible gaming and how they they donate to responsible gaming and stuff like that. But in actuality, they can care less about it and they don't do anything about it. This is what they do. If you have a gambling problem, they're, they, they're, what they've decided they want to do is you have to recognize your gambling problem yourself. And then you can go into their app and you can set your own limits to be low and you can set your limit to um, to not, you know, to keep you, your, your amount of time on the app. And they call that being responsible gaming. And then they give you a number for 1-800-GAMBLERS-ANONYMOUS. Well, that's ridiculous because there's nobody that's going to recognize that they have a gambling problem. And then the worst thing they could do if they do recognize it is use those tools. I mean, that's like giving an alcoholic a thimble to drink from at a bar. These still don't give the guy alcohol. It's like putting a sign up at a buffet that says, look, you can, your options are eat here or go on a diet. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an absolute disgrace the way they do it. Then on top of that, on top of that, let's take what is it? What is a responsible gambler? A responsible gambler is somebody who can sit there and they can manage their money properly, maybe handicap, um, and they can bet and possibly win. Well, on top of that, the sports books go around and they 
take the they target people who they perceive as winners and they cut their limits to as little as fifty dollars a game on a pro football side, fifty dollars a game on college football side. On the day of the game, ten minutes before the game, the maximum you can bet is fifty or a hundred dollars. Well, why are you limiting the responsible if they're limiting the responsible gamblers and the ones that are irresponsible, they're making them limit themselves. What are they doing? They're targeting the re- irresponsible gamblers and just trying to suck every penny dry out of them. It, it's a disgrace. And then you can look at their commercials. You take the commercials, they first of all, I don't know anybody that bets that goes into a bet and says thinks they're going to lose. Even if you're the worst handicapper in the world and you lost your last 10 bets, you make your 11th bet, you still think you're going to win. So everybody thinks you're going to win. So they advertise that bet with us, be a winner, bet with the king of sportsbooks. Uh, They got Jamie Foxx, bet with the king of sportsbooks like me, and you'll be a big winner. But if you win, they'll cut you down to $50. There are a hundred dollars. They won't let they won't let you play. And then they have another commercial where they have Jamie Foxx. He's at a, a party and he's trying to decide who to bet on. And he's on his phone and he's calling various former pro athletes, trying to get some information so that he can make a responsible bet based on information. And but all the people he's calling are too busy to help him out, and he can't get any information. And he gets across the room and he comes across a, a lady in a, a beautiful evening dress. And she says, just do what I do. Go with your gut. And Jamie Foxx says, great idea. And then they show him, boom, hitting the button and placing the bet. I mean, that's, that's not, they're not promoting anything responsible at all. It's an absolute, absolute disgrace. And I think the big question that I have from all that is because we do have a lot of people that are listening that many of them, they're putting down $10, $20 a game. We're catering to a lot of people that they aren't professionals and there are certainly professionals that are listening and I'm sure that they feel the pain that I'm sure that you have felt time and time again. They do get limited quite a bit. There is a lot of people that they want to get down a lot of money on a game and they're not able to, especially on things like openers where the lines are we're going to call it what it is, the best that you're going to be able to find them. The longer that you wait, typically, the more it gets sharpened out, the more that you're able to get to the true number. But what do you think would be the best advice that you have for someone that is looking to try to get into it and they don't want to try to fall into some of these pitfalls that we are seeing with regards to some of what we've got in terms of what you were talking about, the responsible gaming not necessarily being so responsible? Well, if, if you're, I think, if you're saying what should somebody... The responsible player do as far as getting to get down or finding a place to play. I think what the bigger question I have is what is your best advice for more of a novice better, someone that's just starting to get into it so that way they don't fall into a lot of these pitfalls that you were describing a little bit earlier? Well, the novice better is always going to be the novice better, but just be aware that a lot of the stuff that you're doing, you know, they're they're basically training you that you're doing this for entertainment. And so you're probably not going to win in the long run because they're not structuring anything to help you with that. They're not giving you any tools for that. They're not giving you any proper advice for that. As far as the, the responsible gamblers that can win, 
what the American Gaming Association is really doing because they sent a letter to the Justice Department saying that these sports books are offshore sports books are are no good and they they trick people and they do all this stuff. Well, right now they're the only places that really will let you take a bet and treat you like a person. So what the American Gaming Association is really doing is they're driving people back offshore. I mean, everybody in the world and everybody in this country was thrilled that there's going to be gaming um, and they can bet sports like in almost every state these days. And now the those that have a chance to be a little bit successful, and there's even small players that still get banned just because they, you know, they're they're small but they're winning and and they get they get cut back too. And they're they're basically driving people to want to go back to the offshore. And what they American gaming should be doing instead of trying to shut down the offshore places. The offshore places would be more than happy to enter the U.S. market and pay the same taxes and follow the same regulations that they have to do and compete in a fair market. But they don't do that. They just badmouth that industry and they won't even give them a chance or say, invite them to come in and um, participate. So the, the American Gaming Association is, in my opinion, a scam operation. They're, it's a bunch of propaganda. They're, they're telling you, they're just saying what nobody really knows the difference, what they're saying. So they just, people say, oh, well, they're, they know what they're talking about. They're, they're not. They're just trying to promote their own agenda for themselves. And it's a uh, disgrace. What I recommend is that the people who are in this position, when they see me tweet about it, they should retweet me. The more we get on social media and get the message out there when these things happen, the better off we'll do. And I also recommend find your local representatives in Congress and, and tweet them about it constantly and, and make them aware. And if we put together social media, a social media storm, maybe we can make a dent and get a voice. Yeah, Ben, what I think is so important is making sure that everyone is able to get down the money that they want to on a lot of these games. I know that someplace I sit right now, Circa, has been able to do a great job of that. I know that you've been a great voice for this, too, as well. Spats, always do appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and I needed to get that off my chest. So. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's very informative right there because it certainly is something that has been going on quite a bit with a lot of players being limited, so we shall see if things do get changed here moving forward and something else that we've got we've got our host Danny Burke of the VSIN Pro Football Betting Podcast he comes at you every Monday Thursday and Friday he has given you totals props futures for all these NFL games you're able to find the VSIN Pro Betting Podcast every year podcast and coming up next going to be taking a look at some baseball here I've here on VSIN Esports Betting Network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Subscribe to VSIM Pro today and you get everything that we do here at the network. Start your football season off right because here with VSIM Pro, you're able to get our daily picks at a glance, which recaps all the top plays made by VSIM show hosts and guests, 24 7 video season prep. That includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every single game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips. They are updated every hour with actionable insights to help your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175. Save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription as well and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
all of your options, and become a part of the Sports Betting Network as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network was joined by legendary sports better Steve Fatsiano. You're able to follow him on Twitter at real underscore fats. Certainly had some thoughts as to what the definition of responsible gaming is, how important closing line value is. So good to be able to talk a little bit of shop with him, dive into more of the nitty gritty of this industry. Now let's take a look at a few picks for what we're going to be getting on Wednesday. Mostly what we've got right now for Wednesdays until we reach college basketball season is going to be a lot of baseball, but you know what? I'm a big fan of the MLB, and with that said, in the little bit earlier, we touched upon a team that was able to clinch in the New York Yankees. I brought up that game in the last hour. Let's take a look at handicapping another game involving a team that clinched, and well, it was party, party, party for them. 9.07, 9.08 on the betting board. You've got the St. Louis Cardinals. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against the Milwaukee Brewers, as Brandon Woodruff is going to be going for the Brewers, and Jose Quintana is on the bump for St. Louis, and St. Louis is an underdog of between plus 120 and plus 125. And with the Milwaukee Brewers, you're getting them anywhere between minus 132 and minus 140. And a total on this game of 7. And with 140, it's starting to get a little bit lofty with the Milwaukee Brewers. But this is a line that is going very much up because the St. Louis Cardinals, because they got the win on Tuesday, they were popping bottles. They were having some nice beverages because they clinched the National League Central which that honestly I think leads both ways in terms of this one because there are a lot of people that they like to fade the team that has just clinched a division. They're out there, they're having a good time, they're enjoying a few beverages, and then they have to play the next day, and typically you get your, shall we say, funky lineups as a result, but you also now have a Milwaukee Brewers team that due to that loss, they are now out of the running in terms of the National League Central. Now, the good news for the Milwaukee Brewers is with the Philadelphia Phillies, not playing so well down the stretch themselves. The Brewers are still very alive for the postseason hunt. So these games still very meaningful for the Milwaukee Brewers. And Brandon Woodruff, boy, has he been meaningful for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's been posting up right around a 2-2 ERA at home, more like a 4-10 ERA on the road. But if you took a look at Brandon Woodruff prior to him going on the injured list, and how he's looked ever since then, it's night and day. For Brandon Woodruff, he has allowed three runs or fewer in all but one of his starts that's coming off the injured list. He has been lights out, and he's going up against someone in Jose Quintana that has been doing a really good job of pitching contact all season long, and ever since he joined the St. Louis Cardinals, he has been exactly what this team has needed. He and Jordan Montgomery have had big-time acquisitions, and they're the reason why the St. Louis Cardinals are division champs. But for Quintana, only about 6.8 strikeouts per nine innings while he's been with the St. Louis Cardinals, but has been posting up a 2-1-4 ERA, has been doing a supreme job in terms of the command since he got over to St. Louis in 10 starts, 2.1 walks per nine innings. Now for Jose Quintana, he's had a little bit of a tough time pitching on the road. His home and road splits have been a situation where he has been posting up nearly a point and a half higher on his ERA as opposed to his home stadiums of Pittsburgh and St. Louis for this season. But you also do have with the St. Louis Cardinals a lineup that has two of the best managers that you're going to find in the MLB. And by that, I mean Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, a combined 65 home runs out of these two gentlemen this season. You've got Arenado hitting just below a 295, and then for Goldschmidt, he's been with a 320. So these guys have been amazing. But a past set, you've got a pair of guys in, well, obviously Albert Pools, but the other guy, Corey Dickerson, both hitting well above a 300 since the All-Star break as well. These guys have been able to come on very strong. Tommy Edmond, he's hitting a little bit over a 260, north of 30 stolen bases. 
for him. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, you do have a team that is able to crank out the deep ball, which is why I do feel like this seven total is a little bit too low because you've got a trio of guys in William Adams, Ruddy Tellez, and Hunter Renfro that have all been able to supply at least 28 home runs this season. And then for the Brewers, their main issue has been not necessarily having that one guy that consistently gets on base, is able to bat leadoff perhaps. Garrett Mitchell, the young center fielder that they called up, is going to be able to be that guy, if not this year, in the future. Because he's been hitting at 290 ever since he got called up a little bit over a month ago. He has been rock solid for the scene, but past that, got a bunch of guys hanging right around. But at 240 to a 255, and Jace Peterson, Renfro, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Colton Wong, Christian Yelich, William Adamas, they are all in that fold. So has been very much a Milwaukee Brewers team that has been able to hit the home run, but they've been hitting a lot of solo home runs. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, They've had some ailing bullpen issues and they got a little bit of a tax bullpen because Adrian Hauser could only go three and a third innings in his start on Tuesday. So as a result, you've got a bit of a tired bullpen. No, I will say they still have Devin Williams, sub two ERA. He did not get used up yesterday along with Brad Boxberger as well. But for the St. Louis Cardinals, got to figure that you could see a little bit of Zach Thompson, a little bit of a long guy that's been able to provide a two ERA. Now, Ryan also has got a buck 28 ERA for the St. Louis Cardinals used for 25 pitches on Tuesday. So that most likely knocks them out for this game, unless if they are looking to do something very, very strange. But you still have guys like Giovanni Gallegos and company in the bullpen. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, they have the better bullpen than the Milwaukee Brewers. Post-All-Star break, they're more around 10th in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. The Brewers entered into the night more around 15-16. So that does play a little bit of a role. But with Brandon Woodruff, was willing to make him about a minus 135 or so favorite. If you do see a very much heightened line, because I do think that there's going to be a lot of money that pours in on the Milwaukee Brewers after the St. Louis Cardinals clinch. Now, you do want to be checking the lineups because you probably don't want to be backing a St. Louis Cardinals team, of which you have someone like Nolan Arenado get replaced by Paul DeYoung or something like that. That would not be great, and that should cause a little bit of a adjustment in the handicap, but as long as you do have your stud players like Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt out there, being able to get a little bit of plus price would be relatively solid here. So I'm going to be taking a look to see how this line moves. At current numbers, more around like a minus 132 or so with the Milwaukee Brewers would be willing to take a shot there, but certainly going to be taking a look at how this moves. And at a 7, I think that this total is a little bit too low. I would be taking a look at the over. We're going to be hitting upon this game, and we're also going to be doing a little bit of cleanup at the same time because as I'm doing this live, Craig Kimbrell, shock, shock, surprise, surprise, blew a game for the LA Dodgers. Oh, who could have seen that coming? The San Diego Padres get the job done against the LA Dodgers by a count of 4-3 to three because Craig Kimbrell loaded up the bases and then issued a walk with the bases loaded for the San Diego Padres to be able to get it done. And that leads us to what is going to be a very fascinating game on Wednesday. So anyone with the San Diego Padres on Tuesday, thumbs up to you. We shall see if this continues on Wednesday in 9-11, 9-12 on the board. The LA Dodgers, they're on the road. They're facing off against the Padres. And Joe Busgrove goes on the bump for the Padres in this one. And Uli Urias is going to be on the bump for the Dodgers. A total of 7.5 in this game with the Dodgers being between a minus 135 to a minus 140 favorite. And I do think that you're... Still having some value here with the LA Dodgers. I was willing to lay up to a minus 143 with them. And the big reason why you've got value with the Dodgers is Julio Rios has been one of the best road pitchers in all baseball the last two seasons. If you take a look at Julio Rios between last year and this year, he's had 37 total wins. He's currently 17-7 and this season. Last year, he was really the lone 20-game winner in all of baseball. But over the last two seasons, 
out of the combined 37 wins that he's had, 24 have come on the road. He has been absolutely masterful. And for Joe Musgrove, we have seen things go down the toilet bowl a little bit for him. Post-all-star break. Post-all-star break. He's been posting up north of a 3-5 ERA. Command is still there. He's only given up about two walks per nine innings. His strikeouts per nine rate, that's a little bit over eight. So certainly passable, but he is having to go up against an L.A. Dodgers lineup that involves Mookie Betts, who's been able to slug out 35-plus home runs. You've got Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, Will Smith, all supplying between 20 and 22 home runs. So that helps out the team, really, other than Muncie. All these guys have been able to do a good job of reaching base. And for Max Muncie as well, he has been able to about a 255 to 260 over the last three days. And for the San Diego Padres, they rank in the bottom five of the National League in terms of runs per game at home. Part of this is due to the fact that you've got a very pitcher-friendly ballpark in Petco, but still, you haven't necessarily been getting good return on investment when it comes to the guys that they picked up at the trade deadline as Juan Soto hitting about a 240 since he got to the Padres with five home runs. Brandon Drury along with Josh Bell. Both of these guys are in below a 230 since they got to San Diego as well. So a little bit of an issue there. I am going to be taking a look at the under in this spot and time allows I'll give you a little bit more insight, but I'm going to be willing to lay it with the LA Dodgers. But you've got to hit my pro tip here for our number two of the Greg Peterson experience as we do one every hour here on the network. And I touched upon it when I was doing my DK Nation preview of the Cleveland Guardians and the Tampa Bay Rays game. When it comes to handicapping a game that involves someone coming off of the injured list, take a look at how they rehab because that is going to be very telling to how their start is going to be going and how long a starting pitcher is going to be able to go in that start. And coming up on the other side, we're going to be continuing to take a look at the Wednesday MLB card here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. First, your hometown sportsbook. First, your hometown sportsbook. First, your hometown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.